beautiful people. Welcome to Chronicles Abroad. It's a podcast show that uses travel to highlight stories of personal growth. So each week we'll spotlight the stories of courageous world travelers, creative wanderers, and digital nomads who share their incredible experiences of the world through their eyes. If you like traveling, this is what you need. So tune in. Hello, beautiful people. Thank you and welcome to Chronicles Abroad. I'm Francis. And I'm Nubia. So today we have another special guest with us. We are speaking with Nicole. Uh, Nicole is known as the Blue Backpacker. Uh, she's traveled the world, honing her skills, meeting new people, and discovering that it really didn't matter where she went. People were all of the same, and many were being held back from living their best life by one thing, fear, which we know plenty about. She connects inspirational speakers to organizations internationally. Welcome, Nicole, to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Yes. So we've met you through Instagram and your wonderful photos of you just traveling the world. So currently, right. um, Argentina, you call home, correct? Correct. I'm in Buenos Aires right now. That's where I call home is Buenos Aires. And how long have you been abroad officially, like living? Um, Officially since August of 2018 is when I really decided to stop just moving around and traveling from country to country and really hunker down and get a home abroad. So since about August. So you're a fresh face abroad, a newbie. Yes, I'm pretty much a newbie and I've, I've felt the newness. I've learned a lot. Um just kind of by trial and error. So uh, I feel like now I'm going into being a veteran. <laughs> I know what I didn't know then. So yeah, pretty much a newbie. And what made you choose Argentina? Well, it's um, it was a combination of things. So originally I was going to go into a program, um, a work remote program where you travel 12 months a year and there's 12 different countries. Um, I decided not to go that route for several different reasons. And the first stop that they had was Argentina, Buenos Aires. And I just decided to go there anyway. One of the main reasons is that it felt like it was accessible um, just through travel. Like if I wanted to come back and forth through the United States, even though it was pretty far away and it was on the same time zone. So I could still be on the same time zone with my family and also my son. So that kind of went into it. And also I wanted to become fluent in Spanish. So all of those things kind of came together. It was like the perfect storm and I just landed there. So let's go back a little bit. Um, have you always traveled? Has this always been a thing for you? And um, and when did you realize you wanted to actually, you know, move out of the States? Right. So I've always traveled, but it was more for work. Like I've traveled extensively. Um, I worked for a global brand for over 11 years and traveled quite extensively. I kind of, I love the grind of, of travel, um, but I wasn't really seeing the world like I wanted to. And to be honest, I got laid off from that position. And instead of just jumping into another corporate job, I really took a lot of time to think about what I really wanted to do with my life and what my passions 
were. And travel came up. It always has been travel. I can even remember being a little girl and looking through like encyclopedias and books. And I've always just been enthralled with maps. And so I just decided that I was going to travel and take a leap of faith. I didn't know where it was going to land. And Argentina just came up. One thing led to another and I was in South America. (laughs) I think that's great though. And you know, your story is much like a lot of ours. You know, getting laid off was like the last straw. It's like, you know what? If I'm going to lose my job, I really have nothing to sit here and make excuses to say, well, I'm just going to work another year or I'm just going to stack a little bit. It's kind of like now or never. You know what I mean? So I totally get it. So tell me a little bit about your travels thus far. So it's been a little under a year and you go over to Argentina and have you been any other places? How is that working? Are you just using that as a base and traveling around or are you staying still and allow yourself to get immersed in the community? Right. So Originally, I just knew that I wanted to travel, and I started last April. So just going back a little bit, after the layoff, I just wanted to go to some places that I've always wanted to go. So I went, traveled all through Spain. Um, I went to Egypt, which was really um, life-changing for me. I went to Morocco, and then I came back to the States. I was fortunate enough that I could stay with my mom and dad while I figured it out, which I know a lot of people don't have that option. And so I got back to the States around June, and I took a couple of months to just really decide what I wanted to do. I got certified to teach English as a second language as kind of a backup. Like like I said, this was a total faith journey, so I didn't really have a super solid plan. And I know that sounds a lot, a little flaky, but I was really just drawn. I knew that I had a purpose and I just wanted to see it through. Um, like I said before, I landed on Argentina through um, a lot of different ways, you know, weighing a lot of different things. And I decided that I wanted to hunker down there. So once I got to South America, got comfortable, started working, I decided that I wanted to explore. So that took me into really traveling through the country, um, into Brazil, down almost to the South Pole, into Patagonia, up through Peru, and all of that. And so what I found is that I have a deep love for nature, like a very deep love for nature. And I started joining into like these groups of people who were backpacking and all of that. And I found like that was a passion of mine that I didn't even know that I had. And I became a hiker and a backpacker. And I I, I had no idea that I had that in me. I love that. And I want to go back to your comment that you said it seems flaky and I want to say that, honestly, it really isn't. I think a lot of growth comes through uncertain situations. And I think it's very courageous of you to even, you know, take this leap of faith, not have all the answers and still do it anyway. Because like you said earlier, and fear is something that holds a lot of people back. And if you didn't embark on this journey, you wouldn't have connected to this new passion of yours. So, you know, we always encourage our listeners and people that we meet that it's okay if you don't have all the answers. It's okay if you don't know where you're going, what you're really doing. But if you you have an idea of what the next step is, sometimes it's just enough. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I mean, you really do have to be courageous because there are so many things beyond just 
oh my God, you're going to do all of this alone? Like, I have forfeited, and I'm just going to be transparent, I forfeited a lot, like, to make these decisions. I had to make the decisions between a relationship that I had and following this journey. Um, I have a son that's 20 years old, and being not giving up that relationship, but not being just right there. You know, he's living in Atlanta and my family. And so it's not just, oh, you're so courageous, you're going to go to another country and live. It's a whole lifestyle change. And you really have to think about how that affects other people and what relationships you may be giving up, um, uh, job security that you're really giving up. So there's a lot of things that go into it besides just the the physical part of, of moving. It was a very uh, difficult decision, but I knew that this was my spiritual path. So it was, it was really major for me. And I'm glad you mentioned that because as a mother with parents, you know, there it comes a point in your life where you have to take that step to put yourself first. And exactly. I hear that a lot from a lot of people. It's like, I want to wait for my kid to graduate school, whether it's college, high school, whatever. But if you're stuck in this rut or feeling unfulfilled or unhappy, it's hard to parent a child during that time. You know what I mean? So exactly. if you're teaching your kids to follow your dreams, but yet you're becoming stagnant, it doesn't work that way because the proof is in the pudding, right? It's kind of one of those things where you have to show your child, if you're passionate about something, chase it, live it, go and enjoy life. And for them to see you happy doing it allows them the opportunity to see that it is possible. Absolutely. And it's such a good feeling because he'll call me or we'll FaceTime or something and he'll say, mom, I'm so proud of you. Or I'll wake up in the morning, you know, we're on different time zones. And I'll look at my phone and he's text, mom, I'm so proud of you. Like he's looked at my Instagram or we've talked or he's thought about something that I said. And it's just such a good feeling because I know that I'm pushing him forward. Like I'm being brave for him. You know, his friends are following me on Instagram and they'll call me, they call me mom too. They're like, look at mom, look at what she's doing. So the first thing that people ask me is like, oh my God, what about your son? And I'm like, I'm doing this for him too, because I'm paving, I'm like paving a path for him to see that he can do anything that he wants to do, regardless of the odds. So I felt like I was leaving him and he would be okay. It's not that I don't worry about him, but I knew that I was doing something greater for him as well. It's just not about me. Nothing you do is just about you. So I knew I was doing this for him too. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, their kids, like maybe I said, we're both moms. When your kid gets older, I mean, it's okay to have that separation. You both have to go on that journey. Yeah. And, you know, we had somebody who was a little bit nervous and said, you know, I have to wait till my son is out of college, out of college. I mean, at that point, it's okay. Your son is going to be okay. And I, we always tell people, test things out. You know, maybe you go someplace that's not as far as Thailand, 24 to 30 hour plane ride to the States. It's a long, it's really far. But maybe you can go to a place like Mexico right. or Costa Rica, something that allows you to still have the experience, but still be a few hours away from home by flight. Uh, so kudos to you for making that sacrifice right kids are growner than you think and 
I just came to the realization, if something does happen, there's nothing I can do until after it happens anyway. Whether I'm in Chicago, whether I'm in Atlanta, whether I'm in Argentina, I can only react, right? So being there is not really going to make that big of a difference if the unspeakable did happen. So I just made a choice and it seems to be working out. I was just about to ask, how is your choice going? I love it. I feel so accomplished. I mean, it's been difficult. And what I don't want people to think like, oh, it's just been so amazing. And it really has. But I also live here. Like people will ask me, how's the trip going? And I'm like, I'm not on a trip. I live here. (laughs) So (laughs) I have the regular everyday ups and downs. Some days are great. Some days I'm exhausted. But overall, I'm super proud of myself. It's the best thing that I've ever done for my life. Again, I knew that this was, I'm living out my purpose. Um, But I don't want to confuse people by just seeing all the amazing pictures and thinking that every day is easy. It's just like if I lived in Texas, right? Like every day is not going to be perfect, but it's the best thing that I've ever done. Now, have you been able to find a community over there or have you been able to connect with the locals? You know, we're more than just travel. We provide tips, resources, and hacks for the curious traveler in you. So whether you're a lover of travel or just someone who is ready for a change, we have something for everyone. I have. I live in a shared flat, right? So I, and that's kind of another story how that came to be, but I had some instant roommates that just were a godsend. So I've been able to really connect that way. I'm also going to a Spanish institute, which a lot of expats come to. You know, you're not going to get native, you know, Spanish speakers coming to an institute to learn how to speak Spanish. So I've been able to gather a group of expat friends. But with me having a shared flat, I'm also living in the community. I teach English. I teach business English. So I'm integrated into professional life as well. So I have a really healthy mix of Argentine friends and also the expat community. Okay, great. Because I think a lot of people are a little bit nervous about how they're going to find community abroad. And you find that, you know, making friends in Argentina wasn't that difficult. It wasn't that difficult. And I didn't go looking for a community. Community just kind of found me. I was totally prepared to be like this loner type person because I honestly, I didn't know what to expect. And so it just evolved. I think if you just relax and let things come naturally, the community will will find you, especially if you're working or you're taking classes and you're getting out. Naturally, I don't know how this happens, but I was telling a friend, expats especially seem to be drawn to one another. I just don't know how it happens, but I have a large group of friends and then one person will introduce you to someone else and all of that. And so you make friends like really fast, right? Because everybody knows that they're either traveling alone or you're a foreigner. And so I think the main thing is, is just be careful, be diligent, use common sense when hanging out with people or whatever, but just let it come to you naturally and you'll be okay. Yeah, that's a good point. I say all the time that, you know, you're alone, but you're really never alone. I've never been alone. Like literally, I've never been, I've never been alone. And that was the most shocking thing. So just get out, start enjoying yourself, really get involved with something, you know, whether it's 
professionally or taking a class or going to a cafe and or library or whatever, and you you will not be alone. It'll come to you. Your your tribe will come to you. They'll find you. That's true. Yep. So tell us, Nicole, did you seek a tribe before you left? Like join a couple of groups or did you leave with a friend or did you leave like by yourself? Like what did that look like? I totally left by myself, but I think I was encouraged because I got certified to teach English as a second language and I didn't do it online. I did it in Chicago at an institute. And so there I met other people who were getting certified native English speakers that were going around the world. So it was really exciting because we started talking about where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? Right. And so that really kind of boosts my confidence, even though I was striking out alone. Uh, But Buenos Aires is really close to Uruguay. And so a friend that I've made in classes to teach English, she's in Uruguay. I've visited her. No, so I really, I like I said, I didn't really have a plan. All I knew is that I had this certification and that was going to ground me a little bit and I was going to learn how to speak Spanish and I was going to do those things. And I did not have a plan after that. But I've been traveling for years and I'm pretty a pretty self-contained person. So I felt like I was going to be okay. I didn't know what was going to happen though. So how has your, I know that um, you said that you had to end, uh, well not end, but you said that you sacrificed a relationship coming here. Because I think some people, we've talked to folks who say that their partner maybe doesn't want to travel or they're waiting for somebody to do X, Y, Z. How were you able to move past that and actually make that decision? It was difficult, um, but it wasn't so much about the travel. It's just that I know that my calling is wrapped up in this too. Like, this is my purpose, is to speak not just about the travel, but about overcoming fear, about, and I know people use this a lot, living your best life, but finding that thing inside of you that drives you and also your gifts. And when I was working in corporate, even though, you know, I went into management and all of that, I really felt like I wasn't living Nicole's true self. I wasn't who I was meant to be in those roles. And I appreciated where I was and my career and all of that, but I always wanted something more. And the person that I was involved with, I don't think that he fully understood that. I'm just not going on a long vacation and just, you know, going to find myself. This is my calling and my purpose. So it was very difficult because we weren't on the same page with that. And so I had to make a choice on what I felt was um, becoming my true self and who God wanted me to be. So that's kind of how that evolved. And it was very difficult. It was it was hard. Yeah. But the thing about it is it can start with the love of travel. And then for some point, it's a journey of self-discovery. And I heard what you said about you found out that you have a true passion in nature for nature. Mm -hmm. And it's all of the things that you're unable to really grasp and hold on to while you're in the States because you're so busy being a worker, a mom, a friend, a lover, or this, you know, you're just so busy doing so much. But once you kind of step out of that environment and you step into a new more peaceful kind of environment, less noise, you start discovering more about yourself, your likes, your dislikes, and the things that do 
create a higher being in yourself. You know what I mean? Exactly. The true enlightenment. Yes. And the true enlightenment enlightenments didn't start until after I lost my job. So that was the first part of the journey. Just being still with myself, being honest with myself, and really taking the time. And this is the message that I really want to send. is like, do you really take the time to even think and give yourself the opportunity to think about what you really want to do with your life. What is really your purpose? What do you even really like? And since I was a teenage mom, my whole life was revolved around what I had to do, not really what I wanted to do. And this was the first time in my life I could really take a step back and think about those things. And I just evolved. Like, I, I love Chicago, but I was never going to discover my deep love for nature on the south side of the Chicago, right? <laughs> so it was <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, it did allow me to just evolve into the person that I'm re I feel like I'm truly meant to be. I think that's beautiful. And like Nubia said, you have this space now that you can reconnect and rediscover. And it's amazing. And I think we've all experienced it. And I know that's why we do this is because we really want a lot of people, everyone to have that experience, mm -hmm. that space to just discover. So Nicole, where are you next? You have a pretty uh, interesting and ambitious itinerary. Yes. So I will be launching a blog here pretty soon. I'm working on that. And I really want to talk about uh, my journey from Chicago to Africa, right? It's just kind of this evolution. So I'm on my way to Africa. Like I said before, my home is in Argentina, but I want to spend some time in the motherland really discovering myself. I spent some time in Egypt and Morocco, and it really changed my life and really touched me. So I want to go back for an extended period in Africa. Um, so I'm going to do that, and then I'm back to Argentina and just seeing where that leads me. That's great. I think that's um, awesome. We look forward to seeing that journey and seeing you blossom even further in yeah. Africa. I will be climbing. I will be hiking. I will be on trails. I will be blazing this whole new life that I've fallen in love with and just really encouraging uh, more people of color to get out into nature. I know there are a lot of different routes to self-discovery, but my route to self-discovery has been through nature. And I think for a lot of different reasons, we don't go deep into nature like we could. You know, I can't mess up my hair. What about my nails? Whatever. And I know that sounds superficial, but these are some of the things that we're raised with. Like we don't hike, climb, ski, swim. We don't, right? And so these are some of the things that I've discovered about myself. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And so that is one of the things that I would love for people to see is that if I, of all people, can come out of Chicago and start climbing and trekking and really immersing myself into nature, maybe if you have that desire, you can also do it too. So that is one of my other messages. So yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I think that's great. Do you really consider yourself a backpacker? Because I know when I left, I wasn't, I thought I was going to be. I bought that backpack, I did all the research, and then I noticed shortly after I arrived in Thailand that I am more of a slower traveler. I just enjoy having a home base. So I'm starting to learn even my travel style. Well, I think 
that what I'm doing is that I'm in and out, right? Like I want to be on the road and I want to be backpacking for a while, but then I also want to go someplace and maybe just regroup for about a month. I learned that earlier in the year when I did so much traveling in, in Europe and through Africa and I was constantly on the go. I like the pace of it, but then I also like to take a month or two and just kind of like regroup. So I think it's kind of a combination, but yeah, I do consider myself a, a true backpacker. I absolutely love it. So I'm just diving. I Like you said, I'm a newbie. So I'm getting to know that community more, but yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to be a backpacker. Nicole, what advice do you have for those newbies, those who want to be newbies, who are just really just terrified about like the old uncertain path of travel, of living abroad? What do you have to say to them? So it's time to dive deep and look into the holistic perspective of travel. We believe traveling is an investment in you. So our mission is to inspire you to book that flight, check that item off your bucket list and go on that adventure. And our hope is to ignite connections all over the world. I say just use common sense and trust yourself. I think that there are a lot of fears about being away and landing on and the uh, landing in the unknown, but you know more than you think you do. If you're able to navigate the United States of America, you are able to navigate a foreign country for the most part. Uh, And just relax and use common sense. If something doesn't feel right for you, then go with that. Then it's probably not right. Use your senses. You can tell if something is off or something is weird. Just the same things that you would use in your home country, use that abroad. And um, if you don't feel safe, don't put yourself in situations like you're out late at night and by yourself and all of that. Just take your time, take your time and really get to know people and just, just use common sense. That's my advice and you'll be okay. Stay in contact with your family. Let your family or your friends or your partners know exactly where you are. The same thing you would do if you were traveling throughout the state. That's my advice. Sounds like solid advice to me. Yeah, it's not it's not much more complicated than that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Use common sense, right? We yeah. we make things more difficult or more complex than it needs to be, seriously. Because all all of the things come rushing into your head. And it's funny because when you don't know something, right? It's the actual ignorance of not knowing. So you're so fearful. You're just like But what about, I hear everything from the mosquitoes. And I'm like, there's mosquitoes in the U.S. They're like, well, what about this? And what about that? And I'm just like, you'll be fine. Just... Yes, my father is like, uh, what about kidnapping? Like, my father's thing is about getting kidnapped. And I'm like, people get kidnapped in the United States, right? Well, first of all, what do they want me for? They don't like, want me. Listen, they are not targeting <laughs> black women. Yeah, right? <laughs> They're not doing it. But even though, here's my thing. I told my mom, anything can happen. And I do acknowledge anything can happen. But if something did happen, God forbid, then don't be sad for me because I'm living, I've lived the life that I finally wanted. Mm, now, yeah. so that is that is the major takeaway. It's like, no, I don't want something tragic to happen. But if it does, be peaceful and be happy for me because I'm probably one of the few people that you know that really is living the life that I love. And so just let that be the end of it. 
you know, don't don't mourn me and I'm so sad and she got kidnapped or bit by a mosquito. No, at least I went down doing something that I really love. And that's that's my takeaway. I, I totally love that. Let's get out of the morbid uh, convo. Yes. But yeah, <laughs> get out and travel. Get yes. The big takeaway too with that is I try to say to people, even if it's not travel, do something different. Exactly. This is your time. It's your mm-hmm. life. You should live it the way that you choose. So whether it's a new hobby, yeah. whether that's travel, cooking, whatever it is, set your best foot forward. Exactly. And make that happen. Yeah, and give it all you got. Give it, give it all, all you, you got. got. And I think that we go out and we do the most extreme as a way of showing people that they can do even do a little where they are. You don't have to bring and move to a different country. But whatever that thing is, just take a take a small step and live in your best life. And that's that's what this is really all about. Well, Nicole, where can people find you and follow your travels from Chicago to Africa? Yes, you can find me at underscore blue backpacker underscore blue backpacker and then you can see all my travels there my journey from chicago to africa and beyond okay great all right thank you nicole we really thank you for being on the show and thank you for having and actually i'm curious what is uh how'd you come up with blue backpacker with my blue backpack as I was hiking through Peru and I came up with I am the blue backpacker. It's as simple as that. Like nothing is super complicated. That's how it came about. I love it. Keep it simple, short, and sweet. Simple. Thank you for tuning in to Chronicles Abroad. Please support us by sharing this podcast through your social media platforms. Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram and hit that like button at Chronicles underscore abroad. Find us online at our website, chroniclesabroad.com for tips, resources, and ways we can collaborate. So don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Until then, beautiful people, thanks for listening. Music by Stephanie James and Almighty K-Rock, produced by Adam Marcus.